Welcome to the Star Trek Warp Top 10 podcast, the podcast that comes at you with a new top 10 every episode. I am your co-host, Phil Rizzo, and as always, I am joined by Luke Boyle. Hey, take your time with that, all right? I always do. How's it going? Well, we got a special pod for you today. Let me tell you, um, we are, uh, we're going a little outside the, uh, outside the lines. We're covering outside the lines this week. We, um, we are going to bring you the, uh, the top 10 TNG Season 8 Tweets. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Mike McCann. He started this back in 2011, about 10 years ago. So Mike McCann is, was a writer and producer on Rick and Morty. Uh, he actually won an Emmy for Pickle Rick, which I didn't know, Luke. Did you know that? I did not know that. He wow. was a supervising producer, and he won an uh, Emmy for uh, Pickle Rick. That's an amazing awesome. episode. <laughs> he also uh, co-created Solar Opposites, which you and I both watched and liked. Actually, I didn't. Oh, you, oh you didn't see that? I thought you no, did. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's really funny. I liked it. It's got a you know Rick and Morty vibe, but it's uh you know right. it, it's its own entity. Right. And uh, but of course, uh, bringing him into Star Trek, uh, Mike McCann uh, created Lower Decks, very funny show that I know you've seen. Of course, it's hilarious, hilarious. Uh, it's a good show. So he created that show, and uh, you know he maybe I don't know if he got the job because of these uh, season eight tweets. But uh, but you know it's it's you can see where the humor comes from. So what it basically is is uh, he started tweeting like I said back in 2011, um, fake Next Generation season eight plots. Season uh, eight, you know, have season, being a non-existent season, of course. That's correct. Yeah, never yeah. aired right. according to him. Right. Um, you know, so uh, <laughs> so Star Trek Next Generation ended uh, season uh, seven in 1994, so they can go on and you know do movies. They did uh, Star Trek Generations. Um, came out the same year, actually. It was a busy year for, for that crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all wanted more from the show. And Mike McCann gave us more. He gave us these fake plots from season eight of The Next Generation. <laughs> so, Luke, you and I have been laughing about this for, oh for 10 years. No, yeah. yeah. We, in fact, you know what? I want to say it's probably – it was probably our, our – the, the entree, if you will, into, the, in, into our um, – our revi- the revitalization of our um, Star Trek bonding, right? Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I totally I mean, agree. Of course, yeah. I mean, Star Trek always comes up in our in our mutual lives, for, for, you know, for for thirty years since we know each other. But uh, that number is going to get larger every time I mention it. By the way, soon we're going <laughs> to have known each other for seventy five, thirteen hundred right. years. We were doing this during the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, no, it just occurred to me though. Actually, like, I mean, this, yeah, this was 2011. We, I think that's around. You know, we 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 uh, came across it right around that time, like somehow. You you introduced me to it. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I don't remember how I came. You across You sent it. me. You know, I think I was I was just getting on Twitter, and you're like, "Hey, look, you got to check this out." And I started reading it. <laughs> I have the fondest memory <laughs> of being at a uh, christening in church. <laughs> there was some delay. The kid was cranky or something couple of friends of mine had a kid getting christened and and so i had nothing to do so i'm just sitting I'm on my phone and you sent me and I, I start reading these tweets and i am i am having the giggle giggle fits like like it, it's oh my god I, I could not i couldn't hold it in is that the first time is 
Th- th- that was the first time you read them? It's the first time I really deep dove into it. Yeah. 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 I, I see it. Oh, yeah. that's funny. I got to check those out. And then like, I was like, yeah, let me, let me look at it now. And I just, I couldn't stop La- like literally laughing out loud in church. I was embarrassing myself and I did not care. It was, <laughs> they're, they're so funny. Well, the thing, the thing that makes them so good and, and we'll get more into it, of course, um, sure. and with, with our examples in our, in our list, but uh, just overall, what makes it so great is that, Almost every single so see each one almost each one has uh, an A plot and a B plot um, an a, a story and a B story so just like just like the real episodes did so so the tweet is usually like one or you know usually around two sentences almost all of them have um, like are grounded in in that they could be actual TNG episodes no question about it hence why it's so good if it was just that's random, why it's so genius taking yeah. a character and making him do these wacky things it it, it wouldn't work um, but he, right. I mean the genius right. of of you know Mike McCann is that he knows the show loves the show understands the show and just he understands what would actually even make a good episode. some of these plots I would want to see as an actual episode some <laughs> of the A plots anyway and not just for comedy reasons not just for comedy reasons like you know like like legit episodes well I'll tell you what I awesome. I I, I, along those lines, I just bought his book. So, it, please, mm-hmm. if if you love the tweets and you haven't bought this book, uh, the book is called Warped: An Engaging Guide to the Never Aired Eighth Season. Um, and it really is just <laughs> an episode guide for a se- season that never happened. Um, but all of the episodes, quote unquote, uh, all twenty something of them, are based on some these tweets. And um, while we're talking about it, let's get it right. You can read all of these tweets at TNG underscore S8. That's at TNG underscore S8. Check it out. Um, please listen to us first. But if you don't, I understand. Just go ahead and <laughs> knock us off your list and just go listen to Mike McCann. Or you know, yeah, like, I don't know. It might not be bad to, to just pause this thing and, and go read them all. That's a great point. Go check it out. You can see, read them all in like maybe an hour. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, when, when you get that. done laughing and drying your eyes – you know, get back in and uh, listen to the rest of this this pod because you're gonna have some fun. I know, I know we have been looking forward to. As soon as we came up with the idea for doing doing this top ten pod, Luke, you and I have been mm-hmm. at some point. Oh my god, we got to do the season eight tweets. We got to do it. It was like within the first like three example ideas we had for <laughs> right. episodes. So, okay, absolutely. Best uh, best next gen episodes. Um, let's see, best uh, you know uh, movies, and then oh TNG. We had to do it. The tweets were next. It was, it was no question about it. <laughs> Looking forward to this for a while. So it's, it's we're gonna have some fun. Hopefully, you guys will have some fun uh, listening to it. Now, if you're not sure, hopefully, still uh, what what we're talking about. Um, we're gonna give you a couple examples, which are going to actually serve as our um, couple honorable mentions that didn't make our top ten, but we want to give everybody an idea of what we're what we're talking about here. Will it make sense to you, Luke? That does. Yeah. Let's rock. I got one ready to go right here. Oh, okay. All right. So this is <clears throat> one more time. This is these are you know fake. Star Trek The Next Generation Season 8 Plot Lines by Mike McCann. Go. Loxana Troy makes an unscheduled visit to the ship, demands to marry the Warp Corps. <laughs> Barkley suffers major burns while trying to cook pasta. <laughs> <laughs> the Warp the Warp Corps is in all caps. As the writers of the episode just like know how insanely ridiculous is it they they have the same reaction to their idea for the episode that the characters in the show will have to her coming on yes, it, it's in caps. demanding to marry the warp core like for this episode they're writing it properly as you would in script form like they know it's a character on the show now and it's good so that's why they're writing it in caps as the warp core 
Because now it's going to be the warp core is going to say things in the episode, and the warp core is going to be, it's not just a prop anymore. <laughs> and then listen, you're going to hear the name oh. Barkley a lot on this. Yes. On, I, I don't know what Luke's top ten are. I, I know what mine are. You're going to hear Barkley a lot. What was that B story again? Uh, Barkley suffers major burns <laughs> while while trying to cook pasta. <laughs> that is the entire B story. So so, which is so. So horrible for that character. <laughs> no, I assume he's not trying to replicate pasta. He's trying to, you know, well, throw the, back the best and part, cook right? pasta, yeah. right? I mean, that, that, right. I assume that's what he, he's trying to pull a Cisco and really cook this stuff for real, <laughs> right? So, I but get, I can't imagine he's, <laughs> I can't imagine he's doing it for the like the art form of it. I just, some, he probably just forgot how to do something with the replicator, or right? he developed a new fear, about. fear of the goddamn replicator, <laughs> right. after his fear of the transporter and fear of talking and breathing and yeah. Let me preface all this by saying I love Barkley and I love Dwight Schultz. He's a great character, and you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Mike uh, Mike McMahon pokes a lot of good-natured fun at Barkley and many, or all, really, of of the cast. Um, So you know, there's there's no we we love them all to death, but this is a it's a fun way to express our love. The other one you'll uh, see, I'd say the runner-up, maybe not even the runner-up, maybe even beats Barkley with the number of mentions, Worf. For real, right? Yeah. Who knew there was so yeah. much fodder for such a serious character? Well, maybe, yeah, no. maybe that's well, that's why. That yeah. is why. Yeah, of I course. That's it. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. So, 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 <laughs> listen. One, another one, another example. Um, again, this this is my honorable mention. <laughs> Beverly angers a mob boss by freely providing his costly drug. Jordy <laughs> wears out his "tell it to the warp core" catchphrase in a single day. <laughs> A story, totally realistic. Beverly angers yeah. a mob boss by freely providing his costly drug. That's it's that, not that's even a tired um, and true story. It's, yeah, there's yeah, nothing even inherently yeah. comic there. Right, right, exactly. You can totally that, see that coming. Which is but, which is kind of usual because usually, almost without exception, they're they're both are funny. You know, you know what's funny? I think you'll somewhere. find. I was shocked that a couple of mine <clears throat> have a completely serious A story. But all that does is lull you into a false sense of security because when you hear the B story, it is in, it's inane, insane, and wacky. So no problem there. Give me a serious one because it's just it's just ready to lower the boom. Oh my god! So yeah. an example yeah. of why I find that hilarious is that so when when we're done with our you know in a forty two minute or forty six minute however they used to run episode, when you're done with your thirty two to thirty six say minutes of the A story and you're ready for a hot eight minutes eight minutes. <laughs> Of the B story. Those eight minutes are filled up with Jordy. Just, I picture him just gallivanting around the ship, waiting for his, waiting for his opportunity to just shout out, Hey, tell it to the warp core. That's the camera followed him around to watch him wear that out in a single day. That was the B story for the episode. And you know, he got carried away. Um, <laughs> at the point where he said it on the bridge without really <laughs> thinking too, too, too much into it. A lot of stuff seems to be said on the bridge, but it shouldn't have. Again, one of my top tens, something that was uttered on the bridge, and it's uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, you, you, you got, you got yeah. give, give me another one. You got a couple there? A couple more yeah, examples so, before we yeah. dive into our top tens, because this is yeah, yeah, too I do have fun a few. to leave anything out. I'm way less um, uh, <laughs> disciplined, disciplined than you are. Okay. Because, yeah, I... I it was so hard to get down to ten. You know, I really got down to fifteen because I have a few of these. My list started with I think but, uh, I think twenty six. It started with. Yeah, that's about right for me too. So, uh, <laughs> so sorry. So here's another. Well, I'll just say it. So, uh, <laughs> Bark. Uh, no, Picard rescues his survival training class after their teacher is eaten. Eaten. Barkley. 
Barkley decompresses decade while trying to hang a photo of a car. A car. A car. C-A-R. All right, look, everybody, I'm sorry. If, you, if you're still listening, I'm not sure why, but if you're still listening, I want to say I'm, we're going to laugh through this entire gonna thing. There's going to be a wreck. It's, it's going to be a complete, yeah. just a complete chit chill. But that, look, we're having fun. I hope you have fun listening because we're going to laugh through this. We, we've been waiting for doing this for a while. So just try to enjoy it, please. Love you. All right. <laughs> That, I mean, trying to hang a photo of a car from <laughs> the twin, from four hundred years ago. <laughs> Not a poster, a photo. You're right. He took a picture, or he, he sent it. He sent away. For Found it. a picture. Amazon sent him a, a photo of a car. I imagine they may have crossed yeah. paths with Voyager, and Tom Paris had plenty of them in his in his quarters. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh my yeah. god, that is that's see there you go. That's that's exactly he de- decompresses the entire deck by just simply trying to hang a photo of a car. That's amazing. Just picturing how that would happen is, is amazing. Possibly using to to try to hang it with decompressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hammer and nail, can't see it. Thumbtack, can't see it. There must be some sort of twenty fourth century tech that, that can also that decompress he, he, that decks. He screwed up. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Mike McCann is partial to um, putting Deck 8 in danger. I feel like I've read Deck 8 mm. multiple times. Oh, interesting. I didn't pick up on that. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm maybe talking right out of my behind, but we'll see. Yeah. So so one other one I'll mention before we get to our top tens. Um, it's actually three separate uh, tweets over the span of, of a good amount of time. So they weren't like right next to each other. <laughs> okay. That's why I appreciate it all the more, but they're, they're, they're connected in some way. So Jordy and Data nurse a space bird back to health <laughs> and are sad when they have to release it. Okay. That's the A story. That's the A story. Um, <clears throat> how could that be an A story? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and then this is the B story. Picard is trapped in a turbo lift with a baby. Okay, now I know the trilogy you're okay. talking about. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Very good. So, yeah, so the next one. Um, uh, Riker's ex-girlfriend arrives and dies, leaving behind a pile of glowing dust and a mystery. <laughs> Just like, that could be a complete real episode. Sure. Um, Picard is trapped on a turbo lift with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> An entire horse. Right. Um, <laughs> By the way, real quick. So fly- I'm sorry, one mm. of the episodes is based on that tweet. I'm just saying. One of uh, one of the episodes in Mike McCann's, um, you know, a warped book, is based on oh, that okay. tweet. Yeah, so in the book they kind of expound, like they just take the tweets and just kind of like yeah, they don't necessarily do the A with, and B right. from the same episode, but th- okay. that B story is an episode. Is the A story in one of his one of the episodes? <laughs> oh, so they so they show kind of like uh, like clips of um, the fake script for, for and for the that episodes. is the funniest part. There's script excerpts from. A script that was never written. There's, uh, you know, mistakes and gaffes from an episode that was never aired or filmed. <laughs> there's behind-the-scenes tidbits that never occurred, and there's there's a complete episode synopsis. It is um, <laughs> it is a, it is a gem. I I, I laughed comp- I laughed nonstop through the whole thing. I couldn't help I but can't send wait Luke. To read through it. I was taking pictures, like 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 it's the you know like it's 20 years ago. I'm taking pictures of the book as I'm holding it up <laughs> and sending it to him. <laughs> I guess I don't know how else I would do that. I can't scan and email it from my, you know. But either <laughs> so, way. So anyway, so 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 the third in this trilogy comes uh, later on, and uh, so uh, Wes gets his amber collecting club trapped in amber. Picard's end of episode speech segues into a me- meandering rant on turbo lift <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that his idea of turbo lift etiquette must uh, have some must include something about leaving babies and horses on turbo lifts. I'm sure, and you know, and I know there was another one where the B store was just there. Might be there. Might B store was just and yeah, turbo lift. Like was just, he just said turbo lift. Like the B story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I caught I caught that one. Which is so funny, but I tell you what, like it's yeah. funny. I was rack, I was like, did Picard get caught more than once in a turbo lift? Like I know he definitely got caught um, with yeah. the broken leg with the kids in the disaster episode season five. And I was trying to remember. Right. I know he almost fell into an abyss in season one when he opened up the elevator <laughs> door, and I know when uh, and where no one's gone before when uh, you know Kaczynski and the Traveler take them across the uh, the universe. Um, and they were all imagining. Oh, so I know one. that that was. Yeah. So he yeah. hasn't had great luck in a turbo lift for sure. I feel like he got jostled and bounced around in a turbo lift once too. But either oh, way. Th- I mean, he's, yeah, that must have happened <laughs> yeah. several times. Yeah. Th- that's, I mean, like that, th- like kudos. Yeah. Kudos to, uh, to Mike McCann for, for finding, picking up on the inherent humor of Picard in a turbo lift. <laughs> I mean, right. just, just as a premise. <laughs> no, that's um, so good. It's genius. Again, you, you got to be a fan of this stuff to do this. Oh, thing. yeah. It's, it's so good. Um, let me just say at this point, I should mention it earlier, but we are not affiliated with uh, Mike McCann or uh, Lower Decks or, or, or the book. The, oh, no, no, the, no. Uh, the uh, publisher that publishes the book or anything like that. This is just a pure like fanboy, <laughs> like geek out appreciate. We are barely affiliated with our own lives. At this point, yes. that's right. 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We just we this type of humor, like it just speaks right to us. We've always like connected with this type of humor, and Lower Decks is just as funny, and and this book is great, and these tweets have been. I mean, I must have reread these over the last ten years, probably. I mean, at least eight, nine, yeah. ten times. Like I'm, I mean, you know, every once in a while, when I'm just I want to laugh, I'll just read through them all again. I'll just I'll just I'll, just, I'll laugh out yep. loud every time. It's so good. So uh, I, I mean, let's let's all right, get yeah, to it. Let's what do you want to you want to take take the helm? All right. Yeah, I'll kick it off. So, uh, number 10. Dead crewmen are reanimated into tech-hungry beasts by Borg microbes. Wes accidentally calls Picard mom in front of the entire bridge. That's number 10. Look. 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 First of all, in this A story, it sounds pretty yeah. normal. Like, yep. Okay, dead crewman, Borg story, pretty cool. So this just dead crewman line. There's no explanation as to where the dead crewman are coming right. from. But dead crewmen are reanimated into tech-hungry Why are there so many dead crewmen? By Borg microbes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And why are they not just becoming Borg anymore? Now they're becoming beasts. They're just becoming te- walking dead now. Because what does tech-hungry mean? Like, are they just literally eating, like, technology? <laughs> even if their minds are craving more, like, tech... And as the hungry is just really mm-hmm, a metaphor, mm-hmm. it's still like, like why, why, and where are they getting yep. these dead crewmen? But I'll tell you what, Wes. Yeah. This is season eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Wes has spent true. a significant amount of time touring the universe with the traveler and becoming, you know, a man and and learning, you know, becoming learned and just, I mean, Wes. Wes is a full grown boy now. He's a full grown man. <laughs> So the fact that he would accidentally call Picard mom in front of the entire bridge, it just, I tell you, the, 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 the silence that, that happens after that, it, it must be, it, it's got to be the most priceless thing the, I could the, ever the, possibly watch. It's, the, it's, 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 he's got to be at least 19 or 20 years old at this point. No, right? he's, uh, yeah, no, I guess that's about right. I was thinking older, but you're probably right. That's probably closer to the truth. I mean, if it's season eight, it's one year after he appeared um, in the, uh, what, Journey's End episode of season seven. So, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he was... 
17 and so and so he's i mean the guy's at least 18 he, he, yeah, he, yeah. he can he can go to a strip bar he can stop calling the card mom all right come on. stop calling. <laughs> you're right if he did it multiple times it wouldn't be so awkward but he did it once and it was right. calls picard it's, it's actually a miracle mom. he didn't do it more than once just just picard's um simultaneously simultaneous uh just just he may dead mean, stare, face palm too. He may just, he may have had enough of Wesley's antics and just right. be like, you know. But at the same time, Picard was, you know, that he was com- like completely embarrassed and and, but, and uh, yet, and yet, flushed. I guarantee, like like you said, like you were gonna say, total poker face though. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. He was the right. only, you know, Riker and Troy looked right at each other, <laughs> and just you know, Riker with no, you know, you know, nothing subtle about him at all. His eyebrows raised and like mm, the smirk on his face. Troy just exactly kind of looked right. surprised and exactly felt right. many things. I'm sure, but <laughs> Worf and Picard were poker faced. I guarantee it. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Worf is on. You know. Deep Space Borath. I mean, who knows where Worf is? They they just pop him everywhere, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, according according to this these season eights, uh, oh, he is synopsis. very much there. He's very much here somehow. I never, <laughs> never even thought about that. We won't, won't even won't even Space Nine by now. You know what? Actually, you know what? It, um, t- chronologically speaking, this does mm. happen after season seven, before Star Trek Generations. So he wasn't even on Voyager. I mean, uh, Deep Space yet. So oh, okay, okay. Kudos to kudos to the they got it right. We're the ones who are getting yeah. it wrong for the sake of our own humor. That's my number ten. Us. What's me? <laughs> Not me. Just me. Um, <laughs> so my number ten is the exact same one. No way. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is great. How many how many total tweets do you think there are? I didn't I didn't count them, but uh, um, well, there's definitely probably at least forty. At least. Yeah, that's that's what I was like forty. To I would 60 I would wager or... probably closer to 50, 55. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's at least forty, um, so that's that's a that's an interesting coincidence that our number ten is both that. That's awesome! I can't wait to see how many we have in common. I know, and I will say this: I will say spoiler. Um, we've already said a couple of mine on the list. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so that's so that's yours. That's so funny. Well, all we right. we analyzed that that gem. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> I'm done with that. So I'll I'll, I'll shoot to my number nine and. Worf brags about a new ceremonial knife for a week, then must prove his innocence after a mysterious stabbing. Riker, How? Riker does 150 push-ups. Rare case where the A story is comically funnier than the B story. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. How much oh. of that episode was dedicated to the bragging? How much of the episode was dedicated to the stabbing and the mystery? That's what I want to know. And the investigation after. And the investigation. <laughs> yes, I feel like the bragging went past the act one break. That's what I feel like. Oh, had to oh of course. Of course. I'd say I'd say easily into like, yeah. The, the easily into Two the commercial breaks for McDLTs before we finally got to someone getting stabbed. No question. Right. That's, that's yep. great. <laughs> I thought you were going a different way. I, I guarantee that this one is in your top ten. I, I don't want to say it. I'm okay. going to wait till you say it. If it's not, I'll be surprised. Okay. I may walk off the pod. It's not in my top ten, but I, when I reread it wow. recently, I said that's going to be in Luke's top ten, and I thought that's where you were going with this one. But we'll, we'll oh, see. We'll get there. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an unsurprising number nine. We've already said it. <laughs> you. It was one of your honorable mentions. Okay. Wes, mm-hmm. poor Wes. We didn't mention Wes. He's right up there with Worf and Barkley. That's true. You're right. Wes gets his amber collecting club trapped in amber. 
Picard's end-of-episode speech segues into a meandering rant on turbolift <laughs> etiquette. There's there's some to dissect here, so so we did it already. But yeah, why, why is Wes in an amber collecting club? Where are they? Where are they getting the amber from? And are they collecting like <laughs> things trapped in amber? Or it's just the amber. They're all trying to start Jurassic Parks in the 24th century, like just, right? Like what? What is that yeah, about? Exactly. It, it just it just it just means it might as well be a. Um, a um, avoiding um, sex collecting club because that that's all it's doing for Wes, um, and uh, and because I love that Picard's end of episode speech. Like I always felt like Patrick Stewart was on the verge when he's doing these speeches of of like of really letting us all know that he's better than us because he is. First of all, let's let's talk about if well, if, if yeah. Patrick Stewart isn't and he is, Captain Picard certainly is better than all of us. And mm-hmm. um, I always yeah. feel like he was just he he was. He was one adjective away from really dressing us all down and being like, you know what? I am above all of this fucking shit. But no, I love the fact that it's me. Right. So it ties into your trilogy, right? Your um, your, your turbulent trilogy right, where right. it just, it's just, he's like, you know what? And, and, and while we're on the subject, this shit should not happen. Babies and horses do not belong in turbo lifts, people. Freaking great. But the fact... <laughs> The best part I'm realizing now is that it's just me- <laughs> it meanders. <laughs> and the camera stays on him. It's, it's a TV episode. <laughs> it's not like it's not a script that's not written. Like, uh, they all, the writers wrote. Right. All right, you know what? Let's just have him just. We can't figure out how to end this, you know, whatever the ace. Wes is Amber. He saves Wes. I don't know how to end that. So he's, you know, let's just let him talk about whatever he wants. And if it was Picard, he would talk about the fucking turbo lift. <laughs> Let's just write a meandering <laughs> rant and then we'll go to credits. Do you think he's still talking as they <laughs> as they cut to the exterior of the ship? He has to be. I'm pretty sure. And another thing is what you see when it's like pulling out of like the bridge. It's priceless. I'm glad it was in your honorable mentions. I'm glad it's in my list. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah go. Tough. Please go. West falls in love with an alien girl whose species devours its mates. Wharfs. <laughs> quote, training program, unquote, is easily beaten by nonstop shoulder rolls. Knew it. Yes. That's one. No, not the one I was talking about, but yes. Okay. That's the first one you sent me. <laughs> I, I feel like it was. It was. That one just like, just spoke to me. The the, the nonstop shoulder rolls. <laughs> that is such a clever dig at the show. Not only did, <laughs> did they get through the training program with said shoulder rolls, but... <laughs> They beat it. <laughs> they beat the program, the training program. <laughs> Nonstop. Shoulder rolls. They beat it. They defeated Ganon. And they saved the princess. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, that's just like, <clears throat> I mean, obviously shoulder rolls are like a huge a huge part of Starfleet uh, self-defense uh, training. No doubt. That's in like, I mean, anytime there's action or or even quote-unquote action in uh, in any Star Trek uh, TV series anyway. Oh. I mean, it's just everyone's doing shoulder rolls. They're, 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 they're dodging phaser, bla- phaser beams by shoulder rolls. That, that was uh, dodging phaser beams. Laser beams and phaser beams. <laughs> Just moving to one side and they move quicker. Phaser, 
phaser beams which which move at the speed of light, mind you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I never thought about that yeah, until yeah. I read the Nitpicker's Guide <clears throat> to Next Generation Trekkers. Oh yeah, that's by Phil right. Ferran, that's right. another great book. And um, yeah, and um, I wish he kept making those. Those were so good. Um, and yeah, Picard dodges. I'm pretty sure it was in caps and quotes. Dodges a laser beam. <laughs> But you know what? Real quick, you want to talk about a meandering rant? I'm sorry. Can we? Maybe I feel like it was just deep space. But talk about like shoulder rolls and apparently at the academy they teach shoulder rolls and they teach punching with both of your hands clenched together. I don't understand what in God's that's, and, name. And that's that's are they easily about? back in uh, in uh, Kirk's day too. You know, Riker, Riker, Riker. Oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Kirk. I haven't seen that yet. Kirk is more of a free thrower, but he had both hands together, didn't he? He, he definitely smashed some ba- some backs <laughs> with the two the, the two clenched uh, fists. So you know, I always assumed it was like an Iris Stephen Bear one uh, thing, or like a, mm-hmm. like a you know, deep space centric thing. But it, maybe it's maybe it was a Roddenberry thing. Infinite diversity, infinite combinations, and always punch with your hands clenched. I'm pretty sure it was Roddenberry clenched like, together and in, clenched one bigger fist. I mean, they like Cisco and Kira. They all fought off like the Jemadar with clenched. I, there's no way that would ever be a, a logical or or sane way to fight anybody. It's so funny. I don't. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't know anything about martial arts, but I've never seen that anywhere else. And 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 listeners, please, please uh, reach out and and tell me I'm wrong. I'm sure we're missing but, something. But yeah, but I mean. It doesn't make any sense. And, and you look, and I, I know the '90s were not like like a like the high point for you know action, and you know, the Matrix in '99 really gave us all you know hand to hand quality in our movies. But uh, <laughs> in movies and TV, you know what I mean. Until until you know, honestly, until yeah. Angel or Buffy, I didn't really see really great martial arts on TV. But mm-hmm. I didn't ever watch Kung Fu either. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, you don't. No, I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. That's why people listen because I don't know what I'm talking about. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, I mean, it just stop, stop with the clenched fists, and they have. You don't see that on Discovery. Picard must have learned yeah. something new because even he doesn't do that on Picard. So uh, <laughs> he got over it. I haven't seen. He is, like, he is ninety. Yeah, years one old, shoulder but, roll I mean, at ninety can end the guy. So you know, I'm glad he doesn't do that yeah. anymore either. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, it's great. All right, you ready? Um, All right. A Go. space ninja completely disables the Enterprise with throwing weapons. But Barclay's new outfit accidentally unleashes an unspeakable evil. I'm going to read that again. A space ninja. Okay, which is fine because that's how you describe things. If I'm reading a TV guide from 19, you know, 95, I guess it would be. I, I would mm-hmm. I would imagine mm-hmm. seeing things like that. My question yeah, is, sure. is this a giant, like, just guy in space firing, like, ninja stars at, like, an Enterprise with shields? Like, that? that's what I want to know. And it's one ninja, right? A space ninja. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It's not like a, a, a team of ninjas, right? No, so it is a just one space ninja. <laughs> and and I mean obviously my other obviously my other question, Star Trek can get dark, but I've never seen anything that I would categorize as unspeakable evil, especially on next generation. <laughs> like what did his outfit unleash? And have we ever Barclay. seen have we ever seen Barkley in anything but his Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He was just as the Serrano de Bergerac. Uh, once I, I remember call, <laughs> right? But I mean, you know, of you know that. The, the, as far as I could tell, anyway, that didn't unleash any kind of evil at all, unspeakable or not. As a matter of fact, Beverly wanted to bang so. him after that. Oh no, I'm sorry, not the Serrano de Bergerocs. That was he was still he was still Barkley <laughs> when the Cytherians gave him that uh you know that um flowers for Barkley episode. He uh 
he um <laughs> he was he had his uniform on. He went back to the yellow to to go back to the play, and he was doing his little his little speech. But uh, so Barkley so far he has uh decompressed the deck, and he has uh, unleashed an unspeakable evil. At some point yeah. in this list, we're going to talk about it. May not be worth it to have Barkley on the ship anymore, but we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Don't forget, he burned himself from cooking yeah, pasta. Burned as himself well. cooking pasta. <laughs> not a threat to everyone else, but still, nobody likes getting burned when you're making pasta. <laughs> One more thing I'd like to say about that was um, <clears throat> your uh, um, your delivery of uh, uh, throwing throwing weapons. You put the emphasis on the weapons instead of the throwing. You know what? Because it's so nondescript, like. I, in my head, I read throwing stars because it's a space ninja, but right, it's right, throwing right. weapons. So he could, yeah, technically, he could be throwing tanks at the Enterprise. Really, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 pretty. It's open for for interpretation. Pretty good. That's my number eight. <laughs> uh, all right, so number seven: a pod of quantum dolphins are struck by the starboard nacelle. <laughs> Picard defends himself in the dolphin murder trial. Guinan learns hockey. Um, Why? First thing I'll say about this is Guinan learns hockey. <laughs> no, hockey. Nothing more needs to be said. No. That's the sport that survived. Not, baseball haven't survived. Baseball died out in the 21st century. <laughs> well, I, not if you've watched uh, Deep Space Nine. No, it did. Cisco, Cisco apparently, Cisco and but the Pike City heart. Pioneers no, 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 are no, the no. only ones... Watching baseball. It's in his heart. It, it is it's in his, his heart. heart. It lived on. It, it lives. Um, <laughs> just just a visual of Guinan playing hockey. Ice hockey. She doesn't change. You know she doesn't change her outfit. She still got that crazy scoop hat on. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> she changed it for the Dixon Hill holodeck, but but I know she's, but I, <laughs> she's just in her blue true. getup. Or uh, purple. Or pur- You're right. Yeah, it was purple. She pulls it off. She pulls it off. <laughs> That's good. You know, there's not many Guinans. You're right. That, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Guinan. <laughs> learns hockey. Right, right. She doesn't follow it or watch a game. She learns how to play it. But I would say the um, the A story here, um, maybe not quite as uh, incisive in its humor. It's just the fact that there's a pod of quantum dolphins in space because they're struck by the nacelle. Another um, episode inspired by that A story. In in the book in the warped book in Mike McCann's book. Oh man, oh god! Quantum dolphins. It is it is fleshed out. It is a full functioning story with arcs, antagonists, <laughs> protagonists, a, a climax, a Daniel. It's got everything. And 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 Picard is <laughs> accused of murder for it. Murder. Apparently. <laughs> but you know he's going to defend himself. Dolphin murder. Dolphin murder. Yeah. And the funny is, the nacelle struck the dolphin, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> the pod with dolphins, quantum dolphins, are just hanging around. Yeah, so the Enterprise, not the saucer section, so they must have done like a quick, quick, like, you know, yeah, one of the, Tokyo yeah. drift into like one of these dolphins because <laughs> there's no way. Which the Enterprise D does do It quite does do a that. Lot. It does that little spin yeah. around, let's get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense in, in, in space with, it, it does not. with no uh, air to kind of. All right, number yeah, seven. Never mind. Anyway. Beverly solves a medical mystery that stains her mentor's legacy. Wes and his pals are caught warfing, huffing Worf's laundry to get high. Worf, yeah, you know what? I didn't want to warfing break the flow in quotes. Of the tweet, but yeah, warfing, as is mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesley said yeah. it on the bridge. Are yeah. in beautiful, wonderful, <laughs> cinemascope quotes. <laughs> it's amazing. 
So this is the perfect example of the A story being something that could completely <laughs> be you know fun to watch. Beverly solves a medical mystery that stains her mentor's legacy. Her mentor yeah. being um you know that old doctor who uh, came on the the Enterprise during um the Remember Me episode of se- uh, season four. Um, Dr. Dalen Quace. Look at that. Remember that name? Oh, man. Dr. I remember the name. Like, I mean, it rings a bell. You say, I would have never. He was so old. Myself, but. He was the old man on, <laughs> on Seinfeld that Seinfeld had to, uh, had to watch over who gave uh, Kramer and, and Newman the records. Anyway, um, he's that guy. And, uh, you right. know, so that's a perfectly fine A story. But then Wes and his, I have, I, I take the word pals just kills me here. Wes and his pals. <laughs> Not his friends, just his like his like chummy, you know, other kids right. his age on the Enterprise kind of dudes who he just meets that, up with. Yeah, they just, they just carouse about and and uh, yeah, just have fun together. They go to the ship stores and get chased around by security guards. I would imagine, <laughs> and they go to the Arboretum, which is you know just filled with people on dates on the Enterprise. So there's no reason why they would be there. So really, they're just in just to forward. screw with anybody else there. Yeah. yeah. So Worf and his pals, they're caught warfing. <laughs> and Worf and his pals. You ready? <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Wesley and his pals. Uh, now here's the most ridiculous here. part of the whole tweet. Yeah. They're huffing Worf's laundry. Where did they get Worf's laundry? That's what I want to know. Are you telling me that there's a laundromat that they send out their shit to to get it cleaned on the Enterprise? I'm pretty no, they, sure they cleaned it in their quarters. I'm also pretty right. sure that as good as Wes is. He would never break into Worf's quarters. There's no chance. The chief of security as, as, good, as good as he is uh, at doing such things or as yeah. like well-behaved as he is? No, no, no. We all know Wes is, Wes is a scoundrel. But like as, <laughs> as, as good as he is, as good as he's breaking into shit and solving all the problems of the Enterprise, he would never break into Worf's quarters. He wouldn't have the, wouldn't right. have the, well, the nerve. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so, uh, so they're huffing his laundry. His laundry. <laughs> To get high. Love it. Oh, man. My number yeah. seven. All right. Uh, let's see. Number six. <laughs> this is a continuation of my last one. <laughs> and this is what really, really does it for me. Picard must team up with the despicable quantum dolphins <laughs> to, de- to defeat a mutual foe. <laughs> Troy unexpectedly gives birth to a full-grown adult. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, so, you said unexpectedly is what you said? Yes, yes. <laughs> I yes. can't see it coming. <laughs> First of all, let me say, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was actually a plot in a real episode. She gave birth to a child, a normal-sized child, right. unexpectedly. It was the episode, yeah. The Child. I feel like it was the first episode right. of season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. If, yeah, I'll take your word for it. But first or yeah, second. It was right two. up there. Ian. Yeah, it was season oh two, Oh, my though, God. Yeah. So that happened. Right. But I guess this this is a continuation of that. I guess once again she's unexpectedly pregnant, which pairs right up with your with your dolphin like sequel. I love it. The word despicable <laughs> just brings this entire one home completely. Who is their mutual um, mutual foe? That's what I want to know. Well, that too. There's mystery and, and, there. And, and mind you, quantum dolphins is capitalized. Like they're <laughs> a proper noun. Proper noun now. They're, they're um, like the warp core now. But, uh, Right. I just I just need to know what makes them so despicable. Because remember the Enterprise smashed into them, so they didn't yeah. I, I guess they tried Picard for, for dolphin murder, clearly, but 
<laughs> what? That doesn't make them despicable. I mean, that that seems like a reasonable thing to do. I feel like they were um, so impressed with his self defense that they recruited him now to help. Yeah, them with their with their mutual foe, which makes perfect sense. It does. It really why does. are they factually at this point despicable? <laughs> what happened between those two episodes? Right. I, I, when you say it again, it's not the despicable foe. It's the despicable quantum dolphin. Yes. Right? Right. Oh, my God. Let me, let me repeat it. Yeah, repeat Picard, it. Picard must team up with the despicable quantum dolphins <laughs> to defeat a mutual foe. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Oh that's, that's got me in stitches. All right. Jesus. All right. <clears throat> All right, number six. Riker infiltrates a saboteur cult in the neutral zone. Worf demands an honorable death when the crew learns his middle name is Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> this one I purposely did not include. Why? I had to make really hard, you know, cuts to get down to ten, but I knew you would have this one. Thank, thank so you. God bless it. you. Not yeah. only do I have it, it's number six. I mean, yeah. all right, look. Again, Riker infiltrates a saboteur cult in the neutral zone. That's a really cool plot. Worf is, first of all, he's demanding it. Okay, no one's giving it to him, so he's 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 demanding it. All right, an honorable death. When the crew learns, so like he, this is a secret he's been keeping for for decades. Yeah, his whole the life. The crew learns his middle name is Ashley. So it wasn't dishonorable that he had that middle name. It's dishonorable <laughs> that they learned that he had that middle name. Not very Klingon-like, I gotta say, Worf. Yeah. <laughs> but he demands it. I feel like he's walking around with a, with a ceremonial fucking knife or whatever in his hand, just going to every, every and going, I demand it, and then no one will you do it. You just got a picture, like, everyone on the bridge just kind of, like, smirking at each other and, 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 you know, snickering under their breath, like, every time he walks by and... Just imagining him, uh, you know, just 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 imagining the point where he realizes what's going on. Like he doesn't even know yet, you know, like for the first <laughs> act, probably. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> and as soon as he realizes what's going on, immediately announces he demands an honorable death, and then spends the rest of the episode demanding it. And everyone just keeps laughing. And the first demand, you know, he went right to Picard's ready room. So that's where the first scene took place. <laughs> It had to. Captain, yes. perhaps you have heard of my dishonor. Picard will either play dumb because he's not, you know, doesn't want to insult Worf, or he really won't know because he's really not in touch with the crew, Picard. He's above, he's above this guy. He's more of a king, yeah. yeah, and you know. Yeah, yeah, And he knows that. To his credit, he knows that. So he's, so he'll, Mr. Worf, I don't know what you mean, but if you, but Captain, he'll interrupt him and he'll just say, <laughs> my middle name is Ashley, and he'll just, and Picard will just almost roll his eyes. I guarantee it'll almost roll his eyes. <laughs> And then you're right. He'll spend the rest of the episode just demanding. He'll go down the line. He'll go right to. Uh, he can't go to Riker. Riker's in the neutral zone. But he'll go to. Next, oh right, right. Go right to Data, and Data will logically tell him that he's an idiot, and he just he won't be able to get it. Wesley. Awesome. I demand. Wes- you give me an honorable death. <laughs> well, he's too busy. Come to my quarters. Wes will be high, so he won't be. He won't say what he's saying. <laughs> be too. He'll be too. As soon as he approaches him, he'll. He'll just kind of start losing it because he, he thinks he's going to be accused of, of uh, warping right. his, his laundry. Just staring at his almost stained, like, crew shirt, you know? Like, <laughs> when you take that bitch off, I'm going to so get warped. 
We're, by the way, the, the, everybody, this podcast, we know this is off the rails. We know. Like, we, like we're very much aware that this I, podcast is off the rails at this point. But you know what? We've been looking forward to this for too long, and we're gonna we're gonna have some. You're not gonna take it away from us. You can't. You you can't. Well, you can, but we beg that you don't take it away from Please. us. That was my number Please. six. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who's still with us at this point. And it is just one person. I'm gonna guess and say, mm-hmm. uh, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much, Dave. Dave's awesome. <laughs> number five, man. I it just it's just wharf. It's just nonstop wharf. <laughs> A transporter error quickly fills the ship. With hundreds of excited dogs. <laughs> what calls them fools and disgusting? <laughs> fools? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm, all right. Sorry. Somebody talk. Um, <laughs> you, you talk. It's your turn. You gotta talk. Is this technically dead air? That's <laughs> a dead air. <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm sorry. They're, they're fools. Go, you talk. You they're talk. fools. We know. Yeah, I can see more fun. They're disgusting, but he's deemed them unintelligent. He's deemed them foolhardy. They've done the, the excited dogs that came out of nowhere. First of all, how did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> it's a transporter. <laughs> it fills, fills the ship wall to wall. Excited dogs. They're quickly, it quickly, they're quickly fills the <laughs> They're happy. They're so happy to have been brought into the, the world from nothingness. And they're all together. They're all just excited. Oh my god, how did I miss that one? That one that was that's amazing. Uh, how was that only yeah. your that should be your number yeah. negative three? How was that? How was that? I, I, how was that your five? I was just thinking of the same exact thing. Oh, that's, that's my five. so good. I don't, I don't know how that's not one. And you know, and you know what's funny about this list, everyone, is yeah. that like, you know, everyone. Dave, you know what's funny about this list, Dave? Is that um like you know, every time you read it, you'll 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 laugh differently at them. You know, they strike you yeah. different. You know, yeah. I, I mean this is the same with a lot of different types of humor, I suppose, but I'll laugh harder at certain ones that I've never laughed at before. I've never laughed out loud about that one before, but it's, <laughs> just hearing that, right. hearing that they're fools, and I didn't even catch catch the quickly. That that's the best part of it. That's the best yeah part of it. Oh my god, it's all the best part. That's a good one. God, that's so yeah, good. That's a really good one. Solid. And, he, and believe me, for the middle uh, of those the every single word is 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 intentional. And if you want, you watch Lower Decks. If you you know if you watch Rick and Morty, you watch Solar Opposites. You know that it's very deliberate. All these the, the chosen words, and it's just it's it's absolutely priceless. Yep. You peel it back, yep. and it just gets funnier and funnier. Oh, it's so good. Okay, my number five. <clears throat> a Ferengi attracts the Borg towards a colony he wants to loot. Riker's replicator catchphrase: "Steak for mouth, hot, needs work." <laughs> needs work. Needs work. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Is that the writers' room like right. announcing that or? Is that in in universe? Like, <laughs> All right. So look, does Troy tell him that he needs more? Obviously, obviously, the A story is really cool. A Ferengi, which we haven't seen on Next Gen, you know, in a long time. Um, yeah, uh, we saw the scientist, but I feel like before that it was like the Price in season three. But I'm, I might be missing an episode. So Ferengi in this season eight, really good. It makes total sense that they would connive to get the board to you know obliterate a colony so they could kind of take all the loot they want. Good A story, right? Riker. So he's just, first of all, catchphrases are apparently 
yeah, I love him, you know, because uh, Wes is tilted to warp. I'm sorry, uh, Jordy's tilted to the warp core, yeah. and now Riker's yeah. steak from mouth hot, which is so adorable because it's clearly, you know, he wants to be Picard. I love it. <laughs> T Earl Grey hot, like that's I love it. He wants to be as popular as he wants that on coffee mugs, like you know, T Earl Grey hot is on coffee mugs. He wants that. Can you give? Can you uh, explain the exact uh, uh, punctuation in that <clears throat> phrase? Yeah. yeah, it's it's in quotes because Riker's saying it. Steak, comma, for mouth, comma, hot. <laughs> Neatly parsed for the computer. Well, I mean, because he's Riker, he's trying to be Picard. He's absolutely trying to. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. That and, and let me say that's another one that I did not include. It was an easy cut for me because I knew you would have it. <laughs> you're, you're making it. I'm making your job yeah. easy. Yeah, you did. You really did. Oh, that's my number five. Yeah. <sighs> All right, number four. Picard's flagon of chronomede brings Chaucer's tales to life. Brent Spiner plays a staggering 85 roles. Uh, so let me say, first of all, Chaucer's tales brings Chaucer's tales to life. Tales oh. is spelled right every single one simultaneously. Oh, that's right. It, I remember reading that. It's spelled uh, T and then A-E. I don't know. I forgot. It's old, old English, right? I'm, it's old English, I guess. Or mid, I Middle English, actually. Middle or, English. I, or, you know, I don't know what. That's not my <laughs> That's not my uh, arena, but it's that A and the E that is combined into one yeah, letter. It's the um, Tool album, Enema. Yeah. It's got that on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the T-A-E-L-S to life, L-Y-F. L-Y-F. <laughs> all of his tales. Not just, not, just, not just Canterbury. He's bringing them all. So Picard is drinking a flagon. Is that, there must be it must be a Renaissance fair uh, holodeck program, right? It has to be. What else could it be? I mean, not 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 like oh, it's a holod it's a holodeck story about living in the Renaissance times or medieval uh, medieval times, but it, it's got to be a Renaissance. It's a recreation of a 20th century Renaissance fair. It's got to be. But what then? Why the time beer? Why have time that? beer? <laughs> Why the chronomead? <laughs> but so so this Ugh. is this is a rare uh, a story only uh, entry, um, right. and it's kind of a meta one because <laughs> they mentioned Brett Spiner, the actor by name, right? Who plays that's, uh, Commander that's Data, of course. I guess I'm starting um, to see these, like like you said. Though I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, no, I know it's your your uh, your tweet. I'm starting to see these as like as like TV guide synopses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. you, you, there, there's right. a stretch where you would say that in in a TV guide synopsis, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. It's very meta, though. <laughs> Just that he plays. <laughs> I mean, this is exactly right. Brent Spiner would, if if Chaucer's Tales came to life <laughs> on the Enterprise D, Brent Spiner would easily be playing a staggering, staggering, eighty-five roles. Awesome. <laughs> that's that's my number four. My number four. <clears throat> Data protect, protects a Luddite priest during a robot uprising. Barkley's skeletal remains are discovered pinned under a barbell in his quarters. <laughs> There's, there is a lot to dissect in that There's piece so story. But first, but first the A story. <clears throat> Data, I mean, it's 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 very it's it's a nice Star Trek trope. Data protects a Luddite priest, and I had to look this up. I'll admit it. <laughs> 
Luddite is someone who is completely against what technology and yeah. you know any kind of you know modern you know, robots, uh, trappings. Obviously. Yeah, right. You, you obviously didn't know what that meant because you are in fact a luddite. I, I am a luddite. That is true. Mm-hmm. So he protects a luddite priest during a robot uprising. That's a pretty cool story. All right, Barkley, man. His skeletal remains are discovered. Disco- all right, discovered. So, how long? How long would he have to be in his quarters and dead? Dead. To, to decompose into a skeleton in that kind of environment before someone finally thought to look for him. First of all, there's no like airborne microbes or bacteria of any kind that would like the decomposition would be so slow on a starship. He had, he had no chance. He's, I guess he's too dumb to have his comm badge anywhere near his workout area. Um, I mean, it's not like, you know, you got to reach for the phone hanging on the wall, Barkley. You know what I mean? So there's no uh, – he, he just – he got pinned under and that was it. End of story. Barkley's tale ends right there. End, end, of, story. end, end of B story, no less. The entire, entire B story. Right. That's it. There's no no time dedicated to his loss. And this is – first of all – you're not showing his loss. This is just the crew esca- excavating their own ship for some reason <laughs> when they discover Barkley's skeleton. That's uh, – It's almost genius. bizarre to the point where I had to put it on the list. <laughs> Even for like these jokes. Even for these amazing it's almost It's almost too bizarre. <laughs> I, I can't wrap my head around what happened. I, I can't. Like there's – Yeah. In the 24th century, in the 45th century, there's no way this could happen. <laughs> it's the only one that's on there that's just for sheer lunacy. God bless you. Guy, <laughs> he died years ago. I mean, which which, easily, which, easily which makes years. which makes completely no sense when you I mean it I mean years ago he's been on the Enterprise. Like, there's no way. Like, this doesn't happen. I mean it's I mean is it a, is it a multiverse Barkley? It could be. Sure. Is it an alternate universe? You know, is it a parallels episode Barkley where the war, you know, the Borg or take it over everything. And maybe Barkley made it to our side and he decided to work out. <laughs> My number four. That's uh, great. Great one. Number three. The prime directive is completely ignored when Picard <laughs> really wants to ride a centaur. <laughs> Jordy sleeps through the whole episode by accident. <laughs> That's the B story. It's a B non story. <laughs> Sleeps through the episode, not the mission. Right. <laughs> it's the 42 minutes of the episode. They just keep cutting to him sleeping peacefully. I don't know, like slumped over in a chair or something, you know, like his head on a desk right. on, a, on, a, right. on a console. Maybe they move him to a bed in between act breaks. <laughs> That's it. That's an absolutely so, crazy so the engineering story. team, his underlings, just kind of like feel bad for him, like carry him to bed. <laughs> no, no, that's what I meant. He moves of his own, you know, cognizance, but like, like we don't. That's off screen, you know. Right. Right. Why would you show the exciting action parts? You just just show the sleeping. Just show the sleeping. Well, like you said, you need eight minutes. Like, it's I mean, be a little, uh, maybe little right. I mean, I mean, I, I've seen B stories in dramas that are like literally. Four minutes, five minutes, sometimes, but yeah, I mean it's at least. I mean, five minutes, two minutes of Jordy sleeping is two is two minutes too long. That's, that's you know, so too I, much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where the ratings are coming from that B story, but 
But I love the fact that Bard, Picard just completely, just it, it, his whole life is dedicated to the Prime Directive, but he just completely doesn't even consider it. He completely ignores it. Because he well, really okay. wants to ride a centaur. Yeah, let, well, let's unpack that. A yeah, there's bit, more there. There's all. more there. So, uh, a centaur <laughs> from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like antiquity mythos like mi- mythology yeah. um a a beast with a uh a horse body and a <laughs> this is the part that really got me when i started thinking about it a little bit more <laughs> it's a it's a man's upper torso it's a human <laughs> so he really he, wants to ride it so he really wants to ride <laughs> First of all, the fact he that was, it's from Earth negates the fact that it's any kind of Prime Directive <laughs> violation. Anyway, right? Is it? Do they? Do they just instantly like see this 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 alien species and say that is they are just like centaurs? That that's what we're gonna call them. Right. I'm sure they just adopted the name centaur. And then and then Picard just really really wants to ride it. Yes. Um, it's just it's, it, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I said let's unpack it. I I can't even. It's just amazing. That's it. That's it. The word completely there is great. Like like he had a shot. He had a shot to have his cake and eat it too, but he just he just completely said, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Throwing waiting the, I'm not waiting the requisite, throwing. you know, ten hours before I ride this thing. I'm riding it now. I'm completely <laughs> I'm not waiting till this civilization comes up with warp technology to, to ride <laughs> these fucking things. Maybe it was like that. Maybe he was like he was like, number one, we are not leaving. So if, if you're waiting for them to get warp, it's not gonna happen soon. So <laughs> I'll leave my ready room. You let me know what your decision is. Because I'm ignoring, I'm going down to the service, first of all. Just so complete. What's funny is like so many of these are are mostly just so on character. For right. Every single one. This is just so bonkers for Picard. <laughs> it's like completely nonsensical for the and, character. And, and yet, the fact that he's ignoring the Prime Directive does make it an interesting episode, though. Right. It, it it turns it into a real uh, morality play, as as uh, these things are wont to be called. Well, the funny thing is, is Picard is usually the focus and the spokesperson for the morality mm-hmm. in the morality mm-hmm. play in the morality play, and he's the one who's. I don't know who's. I don't know who's standing up to him <laughs> and speaking up for him in this episode. So because he's gone, he's off on his own thing. So I mean, is it Jordy being like, hey, Commander, look, we got to do something about this? You know, I I, 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 guess, I, I gotta think it's Troy, if anybody. That that's a good point. Troy or Data just pointing out the fucking obvious inanity of <laughs> right. what's going on. Data would point it out and then just like, you know, whatever Picard's response would be, he would just say, okay. Seems like, is it like anything where Data ever brought up anything that was beyond just like stats or mission? <laughs> the answer was, it only makes you more human. <laughs> right? I mean, that's all. That's all. Everything was a lesson about humanity, whether it was or not. Love yeah. it. All right. So we're going to skate through my number three real quick, because you already uh, said it in your honorable mentions. Okay. But that's okay, because it's freaking awesome. Picard rescues his survival training class after their teacher is eaten. I have something to say that we didn't mention, though. Barkley decompresses, and this definitely gets repeated. (laughs) Barkley decompresses deck eight while trying to hang a photo of a car. All right, I know we beat that one to death, but let's go back to the A story. Picard has been through so many survival situations. He has manures named after him. <laughs> he survived on a planet with, you know, he survived at Tanagra or whatever the hell, you know, Darmok and Jalad. He, he killed an invisible creature with an alien who didn't speak his language. Um, he survived. He's taking a survival class. 
so true. I, or, 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 or the way it's worded, it could be he teaching the survival class. Picard rescues his survival training class after their teacher's eaten, but he's, but not, he's not the teacher, teacher right? So, so yeah, clearly he's, he's taking, taking the class. The class. Exactly. Picard, he felt he needed more survival. He hasn't had enough seasoning. <laughs> um, at his experience. age, no less. Yeah, at his age, you know, in seven or eight starships that he's been on, um, two of the two of which he's captained, yes. yeah. at least that we know of. Um, he needs to take a survival training class. <laughs> and you know what? I, I will say this, and this does tie in really nicely and sweetly with the B story, is that you would need to take a survival training class to survive being on the same ship with fucking Barclay. That's true. If he is decompressing a deck <laughs> by trying to hang a photo of a car, <laughs> of a car, of a 20th century car. Okay, 21st century too, I'll give you that, yeah. but I have to imagine. I have to imagine by the 22nd century. We are flying in these cars. There's no more cars. At some yeah. point. As I we mean, know God, them. we're flying in something. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So oh, we, yeah. I, won't, I won't go into that anymore, yeah. but because I'll laugh till the cows come <laughs> home, but that's, that's my number three. That's great. All right. Number two. Adorable space otters nest in the port nacelle, preventing Geordi from starting the engines. Worf suggests slitting their throats. <laughs> slitting their throats in, in quotes. So that was that was a line of dialogue. Yeah, that's obviously what he actually said. How were the space otters described again? Adorable. There you go. That's why it's that's why it's genius. I think this is the third space, um, quote unquote space creature. Space dolphins. Space uh, qu- ninja. Quantum dolphins, but space ninja. Um, space dolphins, bird. Space ninja. I think my honorable mention. Space bird. <laughs> and Jordy and Data nurse a space bird back to hell. Wait, that was that was your number two. This was my number two. Yeah. Okay, I'm starting to get frightened that your number one is not going to be what I thought it was. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, this is a good one though. Oh my god, Warren <laughs> suggests. At least he's not demanding things anymore. <laughs> at least right at this stage, he's demanding an honorable <laughs> death. But he's he's suggesting, Captain. <laughs> Which are always how many of Worf's suggestions did Picard ever accept? Ever? I don't I'm think thinking any. zero to one. I don't one think any. Most. That's such a good point. <laughs> that would be premature, Mr. Worf. <laughs> at one point, Delayed he chastised him for. Are, were you going to Were you going to blow a hole in the view screen with your phaser? At one point, he, he actually said that to him. And then Riker got his back. He reacted fast, but futilely. Picard just really laid into him. Wait, who? Him, so. who uh, Riker got who's back? So Worf. Worf. <laughs> the, the, Q pops up on the screen. It was, it was the pilot, I think. It was in Oh, okay. Worf pulls out his phaser and points it at the view screen. And Picard's like, is your intention to blow a hole through the view screen? And Worf just immediately was like, fuck, I screwed up. And Riker goes, he reacted fast. And Picard looks at Riker hardcore and goes, but futilely. Oh so hard. First episode. So harsh. It's like... <laughs> So hardcore. Oh my god! Their Worf was mission. like, "I will do better." That, that was I mean, Worf was a little oh bitch the god. first episode. Oh my in. god! That's so great. And Picard Per gave him a little. I know you will, my boy. <laughs> but nonetheless, Freaking eight off. seasons later, he's suggesting ador- <laughs> to slit the throats of adorable <laughs> space otters who are just maybe this time <laughs> just nesting. Fingers crossed. Nesting. Picard will hear this one suggestion. They're just nesting. They're not doing anything. No harm. To, although they were preventing Jordy from starting the warp core, is that yes, correct? Yes, that's correct. It wasn't turning over the way right. it sounds. The key, right. you put the key in, and it turned it, and just, they just flooded, noise. They flooded the, the engine. They flooded the warp core. <laughs> you should you should press repeatedly on the accelerator because that's what I've seen people do on the sitcoms. <laughs> All right, so 
We're getting down to mm-hmm. it. I'm still gonna admit that I'm worried about your number one, but let's let's All see right. what happens. My number two. This is this is a case where the A and B story are perfectly awesome. Mm. Riker cautiously dates <laughs> dates a sexy sentient bomb. Picard drinks water wrong, awkwardly coughs for ten minutes in front of an angry Rom- Romulan. <laughs> One second. Ten, ten minutes of screen time are dedicated to watching Picard cough, probably not breaking eye contact with the Romulan on the screen, <laughs> trying to get his shit together, where the Romulan just was stewing the whole time, as they do. They wasn't mad when they broke when they started communications, but the fact that he is. He drank his coffee wrong. Water. And he's not awkwardly water. coughing. It's water. Not his tea, Earl Grey. It's just a glass of water. <laughs> Holding a glass of water. Again, this could be in and this could be in the conference room. It could be at, at a summit. We don't know. But I'm assuming it's it's on the bridge in front of the view screen, and he's just holding a glass of water. <laughs> Takes a sip. And just awkwardly cough. I mean, I don't know anyone who gracefully coughs, but he awkwardly coughs for 10 minutes. Do you think it's 10 minutes of actual screen time or 10 minutes in that's, real time? That's why it's great. Right. No, right. no, no. This is this is the B story. That's why it's the B story, Luke. It's not the A story. <laughs> but this is the B story. He, so they just keep cutting back to him and, oh, shit, Picard didn't stop coughing. <laughs> Damn, it's tough. Tough, tough take for tough L for Picard. <laughs> I, the face on that Romulan is like it's half bemusement, right? Half like, like he, I see him looking off screen at like the other like lieutenants. Like, what, are you seeing this? As it just keeps going on. At one point, I, you know, one of them pulls out a watch and he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna time this shit." He, yeah, he's still coughing because they cough. I'm sure they cough on Romulus. Um, I would imagine. Or maybe, maybe they just cough on Remus. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But I'm sure I'm sure they cough. That, that, that one, yeah. So in all seriousness, the awkwardly coughs for ten minutes just got the first time I read that tweet. That one never ceases to make me yeah. laugh out loud. Yeah, agreed. We agreed. didn't even talk about the A story. Riker cautiously <laughs> dates a sexy sentient bomb. I don't have I don't have any problem with any of those words in that sentence. But <laughs> yeah, right. Anyone besides Riker in that yeah. you'd be like that's yeah, it doesn't make any sense Riker would definitely right. try to hit that no right. matter what it was right <laughs> love it I also love and this has nothing to do with anything really except you know Riker trying to hit shit but I feel like Picard was like really an enabling wingman with most of these encounters I feel like he never had a problem yeah, with right? it yeah um, even when even when Riker was banging you know uh, women close to the mission <laughs> you know being that farmer girl you know and Picard was I know Picard didn't take that seriously but he you know Washed her feet, and then he banged. He banged the you know the girl who was trying to um, murder the. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not going to get the species right, but either way, she was trying to bang Lisa Wilcox, <laughs> and uh, Picard had no problem with that, even though it was tense negotiation going on <laughs> with Sovereign Marook in um, the Vengeance Factor season uh, three. Okay, um, so he's just banging everybody. Picard does no problem with this. So even though it's a bomb, I see him going, Commander, do what you got to do. <laughs> Do you think the bomb is like threatening the ship? Like, where where did it I come mean, from? I don't I don't see why the writers would make it a bomb if it wasn't. Yeah, it's gotta be ship. right. I feel like the Romulans aren't in this episode. They're just <laughs> they're just kind of the comic relief in this episode, which is an odd choice to make Romulans comic uh, relief. Actually, that's that's a that's pretty genius, genius idea. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. it kind of yeah. is, right? All right, that's my number two. I I, I can't wait to hear oh, your boy. number one. If it doesn't end with the two words. 
that are in my head right now. I might be a little disappointed. Go for it. It, it doesn't because the two words descends in is not anything special in, the, in and ah, of themselves. Sorry. When I say it, you're going to regret it. Go ahead. I regret a lot of these because I don't mean regret a lot of these, but um, like in and of themselves, but just uh, I keep thinking of so many that I left out that are really. Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, you, you you really got me with the fools. I never laughed so hard at that one yeah, before. Yeah. It, me too this oh, time. Like, that that this was time a around. real, yeah. real gem. But uh, so going into this one, I will say that um, I'm realizing we really, I, I've, s- such a staple of these is Jordy and Data's um, relationship. My my one honorable mention about them nursing a uh, a space bird back to health was like maybe the only <laughs> one really that that either of us mentioned. But you're right. There were so there were so many. There was they, they got trapped on the conference table by what angry wolves? <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think it was wolves. It was something so much more ridiculous. Dog. It was an angry like canine something for sure. Yeah, it was maybe an angry right. something. But they got they got data. The android with lightning speed got trapped on a conference table by a by a creature. A small earth creature. There was one where <laughs> they were so excited about their sleepover that they <laughs> sleepover. <laughs> like I'm just like marveling at the fact that we didn't really include any of those because they're so just the 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 overarching um, narrative of it about them being like Maybe best we friends. Took it for granted and, that there were so many yeah, there, and like it's yeah. such a they have such a um, such a Joey Chandler thing going on in these tweets, you know. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's that. Maybe it's just that like the you know, the kind of or you know what, you're right, more of an Abed Troy thing going yeah, on yeah, in these tweets, really. Right. But uh from community, of course, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I should assume everybody knows Chandler and Joey, but maybe everybody doesn't know Abed and Troy and the genius yeah. that is community. Hey, created by Dan Harmon, who also co created Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty, who worked well with Mike McCann. All right. Anyway. Number one. Awesome stuff. <clears throat> you already know it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Wes rebuilds the Genesis device for fun with dire consequences. <laughs> Riker sees a spider in his shower, immediately detaches the saucer section. <laughs> all right. From Was that the one you thought, first of all? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. I knew that was going to be your number one. You have laughed about Look. this one incessantly <laughs> for almost 10 years. I mean... There is so much here to dissect. <laughs> I mean, let's first of all, let's start with the A story. Wes rebuilds the Genesis device. Let's take it step by step. We, first of all, we it's a hundred years later. We know how how universe shatteringly dangerous the Genesis device can be. Wes just I'm Wes gonna rebuild it. Because I can, I'm gonna do it. Why'd you do it? Because I can. Wes for, rebuilds the Genesis device for, for fun. For fun. For fun. <laughs> And perhaps coincidentally, <laughs> with dire consequences. I mean, yeah. So, so, so that happened. That that's that's the A story. So, so we're cutting from Wes rebuilding this enormous device of mass destruction. We're going to cut the Rikers in a shower. The ladies are loving it. Riker sees a spider. Why is Riker afraid of a spider? First of all, why is a spider on the ship? Second of all, third of all, why does the saucer section separate? In his shower. That, that to me, that's, the only way that makes sense is if the saucer section, if he's on one side of his shower and the spider's on the other, and that's where the saucer separates. It's the, it's the only way that maneuver works. 
<laughs> Rutgers sees this immediately. Deta- he doesn't even contemplate calling Worf security, um, <laughs> getting a cup. Oh, by the way, a cup. Data and Jordy trapped a, a hornet under a ah, cup. Right. <laughs> was one of the B stories. Yeah. I, we're going to remember all of them now. Yeah. Riker sees a spider in his shower, immediately detaches the saucer section. What I saw, that, that might have been the one that put me in, um, in hot soup with my uh, friends who had the christening <laughs> in church because that might have been the one where I just, I, I was holding my stomach literally to stop myself from shaking. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get in trouble with the christening? No, no, no. They're good friends and they get it. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Let's not say asshole. I'm an idiot. I'm very comfortable with saying right. that. I'll Let's buy go that. with that. I don't think I'm an asshole. I'm positive no. after this pod. People will think I am, but I'm, I'm going to say, because in some cases I'm very much an idiot. At this point. And I laugh all day like an Dave idiot. Dave isn't even listening anymore, so. Did Dave leave? He definitely God did. Damn it. So don't worry about it. All right. Well, if anyone's listening, um, let us know how Dave's doing because he's a good guy. So, I mean, that's the funny sentence I've heard. Like, you know, it was like a decade before I heard something funny. Riker sees a spider in a shower, immediately attaches the saucer section. I mean, that's just, that floored me. (laughs) See, I always, I always took it as he, like, in a moment of sheer panic, just like orders the saucer section to be detached, not realizing that it's not going to have any. Sure, that's what. His wife. Or, or <laughs> maybe we're not giving Riker enough credit. Maybe he is such a hero that he's detaching himself with the spider uh, and saving the battle yes. bridge. I don't know why you would want to save the battle bridge. Nobody's on there. We haven't seen it since yeah. season one. But, oh no, I'm sorry. We saw it in season three, didn't we? Or season four? Best of Both Worlds part, part two. two part was two. the last time right. they used the saucer yep. set, right? Yeah. So, so maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Maybe Riker's a hero, and he's just saying, I'm going to go down. With oh, so the his shower section. is in the saucer section? That's what I always assumed, because the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the like, other section is just engineering and the battle Yeah, bridge, no, right? that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like all the crew quarters are in the saucer section. Hmm. It's easier on D-Space 9. It's called the Habitat Ring. We don't get that really on, I know. It's like named so conveniently for us. It's the, uh, you know, the dormitory deck. We don't right. get that on, on Next Gen. <laughs> Although I imagine it's decade because that's where all the tragedy yeah. happens. <laughs> I mean, that's where Barclay is. Where I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you have to imagine that that he's bringing the market down, no matter what deck he's on, where he's living. I mean, I have to imagine that a lot of bad stuff's <laughs> happening in Barclay's neighborhood. Yeah. I feel like people are moving. People are away. not moving to Barclay's sector. <laughs> Uh, my God, that's so funny. So listen, I thought for uh, sure the last two words of your number one were going to end with the words bone cabinet. Wait, wait, wait. Hold I thought on. For sure. I didn't read my number one. Oh, you didn't? Oh, my God. I'm sure. But you, you said it it's wasn't not, bone well, cabinet. I said, so yeah, I'm sorry. It couldn't have been anything special. Okay. It's not, yeah. You're right. I jumped the gun there. Right? I thought, okay. <laughs> that's right. Then we'll, please, we'll by all means, hit me. I'm sorry. So the fact that we didn't have so many or almost any um, Data and Geordi, um <laughs> kind of ones in here kind of like makes this kind of come out of nowhere but as someone familiar with all of you know that overarching uh kind of character oh, yeah. arcs uh, the relationship arc um this was just like the 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 pinnacle the pinnacle of it <laughs> for me so number one q imprisons Riker in data's debut novel the werewolf wolf the tale of a wolf <laughs> who's been bitten by a werewolf Based on a drawing by Jordy. 
As soon as you said it wasn't Paul Kevin, I knew it was the werewolf wolf. So, so first, all right. So, you get, so, you got to read that again. You got to read that again. Yeah, let me, let me try and do it with a, a straight face. Q imprisons Riker in Data's debut novel, The Werewolf Wolf, the tale of a wolf who's bitten by a werewolf based on a drawing by Jordy. There's so much here. I mean, there's so, oh, there's so, so much. Let, let's so, do it. So Jordy. Yeah, let's do it chronologically. Right. Okay. Jordy. Oh, you mean. Makes a drawing. Yes. Right. Okay. Let's yeah, understand yeah. Data's process. So, so, right. So, so Jordy drew a picture <laughs> of a wolf bitten by a werewolf. What does it look like? I can't, past tense. I can't even imagine. It must, it must look past tense bitten by a werewolf. You knew by the bite marks that it was a werewolf biting a wolf. I think the werewolf wolf, it just must look like a regular werewolf, right? It's still a mix between a human and a, and a wolf. <laughs> what else could he look like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so apparently, Jordy, I guess while he was uh, waiting for some diagnostics to finish, he had some scrap paper and just started doodling. I imagine it was a level three diagnostic. It seems to be a lot of things going around. <laughs> I've never, ever seen a level two ever diagnostic. That's true. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> so. Baseless drawing, and I want to know if Data told Jordy that he was writing this novel or not. But he wrote an entire book, his first <laughs> of such novels. A debut, right? Based it's his first, <laughs> based <laughs> on this <laughs> by Jordy, because uh, he can write this thing in like ten minutes, right? right? He's an right. android, yeah. And I'm sure he just threw Jordy on the dedication page, and he might have it. written Game it over. while looking at it for the first time, like right there in engineering, and just just had it uh, printed out somewhere, somewhere else in the yeah. ship. Yeah, or he, I mean, obviously, if we could print shit from our phones. I'm sure Data printed it from his positronic brain right to his yeah. quarters. Trillion calculations, and you know, um, every nanosecond, <laughs> I'm sure he could have got it done. <laughs> and I tell you, if I in my in my in my wildest dreams, in my wildest dreams. Jordy wrote the forward for Data's <laughs> debut novel. And he talked about his process in drawing the werewolf getting Coming by up a werewolf with wolf. the concept of the werewolf wolf. <laughs> I, and again, in my wildest dreams, and I pray to whatever God you believe in, to quote Q, that his drawing was based on something else. And I want to just follow that, follow that down the rabbit hole. <laughs> well, let me ask this. Anyway. Do you think maybe... <laughs> Maybe Jordy just drew a picture of a regular werewolf and Data made the cognitive leap to assume based on like just very particular details, almost oh, he gave it a backstory. details that it wasn't a human bitten by a werewolf, but it was a wolf bitten by a werewolf. Uh, okay. Like Data saw the picture and immediately said, you know what? This guy's got depth. <laughs> and he made up a backstory for this wolf. And he knew that at some point, in order for the wolf to be who he had to be in his novel, that he had to have been bitten by a werewolf wolf. <laughs> no, he is the werewolf wolf. <laughs> oh, he is the werewolf wolf. He got bitten by a werewolf. He's a wolf who got bitten by a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow it, Elvin. I can't follow it. 
<laughs> I just like saying things like werewolf wolf. <laughs> First of all, let me, I got to ask you a very serious yeah. question. <laughs> Can you can can you picture that drawing in yes. your head? Because I definitely can. I definitely can. I've it's, been picturing it's, it's in my colorful. head for years. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot very, in the last few days. A lot. It's very uh it's very Jack London meets uh, you know, like uh, I wanna say like I wanna say like maybe Da Vinci, like it's <laughs> with the textures like Jack London as far as like setting of course yeah. but like you know <laughs> Da Vinci as far as like you know the the, the tone and the uh you know, the, the, the style oh my god Jordy's <laughs> oh. drawing oh because, it's a drawing it's not a painting I get oh, that oh yeah no but. it's just a sketch um it's funny to mention Jack London because I wonder if Data also got inspiration from young Jack <gasps> London he did in 19th he century have. San Francisco how did he not put that together by mm-hmm. the way that it was Jack right? London. Maybe he it entered his, you know, sub 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 brain. sub sub. Kind of sub sub. Yeah. yeah, just got in there. That's a good. See, that's great. See, we're 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 putting the pieces together like Mike McCann did ten years yeah. ago. Like he knows data was inspired by Jack yeah. London. Yeah, we're 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 not that good. Nah, we're not. We're not him. We're not. We're not anyone. We're not even Dave. Rest in peace. Oh wait, wait, there was more to unpack there. So yeah, so well, so, so, data, so then data. <laughs> good, good. This is all you. Q imprisoned Riker in the novel. <laughs> right. He Q knows how what, what a fucking dumpster fire it is. <laughs> what? I oh god. I mean, that's everything. That's everything. That you're right. That is. That's it. That that's is it. Just it. <laughs> This is everything encapsulated. It's not so he can get eaten by wolves or bitten by werewolves or be even become a Riker werewolf wolf. It's because he just knows that it's it's just a – it's almost like the Royale. Maybe he's almost like it's an homage to his second season. Q is doing an homage to a previous Enterprise mission and he's getting Riker trapped in another freaking novel that is just utter garbage. Or it's a masterpiece and he wants to see how Riker reacts. In this situation, that could be. Maybe he's showing Riker. Look, he's rubbing his nose in it. You, you will never be what Data is, and he's a robot. He doesn't, you don't, he doesn't even have a heart, <laughs> and he's going to write better than you could ever do. Oh my god, that's so good. Yes, yeah, so that's my number one. That's that's a great number one. So again, check these things out, man. And Luke, I got I got to say, um, I I it, I thought for sure that your final. Pick was going to end with the words bone captain. Can you, I can't believe it did. <laughs> that's, that's you know what? I, you know what? I, I don't. I don't have the. I remember it was. <laughs> I remember it was a sacred clean yes, bone cabinet. I remember was. that. Do you want to look it up real quick? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll. I will. Yeah. You. Uh, you. You. You fill the air for me. <laughs> look. I've, early on, I remember this was one of the ones that you laughed hard at. It was the shoulder rolls for yeah, sure. Yeah. And then it was. Um. It was, it was this one that you just lost it. At. <laughs> Another one. Another one. I thought you were going to mention was the West being hunted by a flock of tiny flightless birds. <laughs> that was a B story. I can't believe you didn't mention that one. And on a similar note, uh, one of my honorable Found mention it, mentions, honorable honorable mentions, one that I had to make the cut was um, <laughs> Q unleashing dinosaurs on the Enterprise. <laughs> just, that just that visual alone. Just that scenario. It's a big Beautiful. ship. Like, what's what's he doing? I mean, they got to be velociraptors, right? Or T-Rexes. All right, you ready for this? I thought for sure this was going to be your number one. 
Troy's lover transforms her into a painting. <laughs> Worf hides his collection of dishonorable Pond Farm <laughs> magazines in a Klingon sacred bone cabinet. Where where else? <laughs> and I'm pretty where else? He knows they're dishonorable. Can't live with his name being Ashley, but he's got Pond Farm <laughs> magazines in his sacred Klingon bone cabinet. First of all, Picard lets him have a bone cabinet. <laughs> Well, I mean, what's in there? It can't be anything good. I tell you what, I, I, I didn't think I did this, but I think I did not put that in my list because I knew, knew oh, that that would man. be on your list, and I was dead. And that would be dead no, wrong. my number one, no less. I, right, I mean, I really thought because I remember, I remember, I remember just like the shoulder rolls. I remember you laughing at it, but like you proved my point that I mentioned at the beginning of the pod is that like you could, you could read these today, and then you can read them a week from now, and you will laugh hysterically at mm-hmm. different ones every yeah. time. Right. If you, if you're a fan of the show. And you will, you will, you will, you will. They'll hit you differently every time. It's, it's. Yeah. Uh, these things are so, they're so good. And just the fact that, like, this kind of at least spiritually segued into the, the series Lower Decks is just, it's just perfect. I mean, it, it, uh, being a fan of of these <laughs> tweets. Well, you know, it's funny. I didn't, well, I didn't know that after I started watching Lower Decks that Mike McCann was. The I didn't know at first tweet. either. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I was liking the show before I even yep. knew. And then I was like, "Oh my god, that makes that makes all the sense." Right, in the world. because I mean, like there's that, so you know. it's it's it, the show has so much um, just just in, incredibly like incisive um, references to, to the deep cut references are amazing. Right, amazing. Right. I, I love it. I can't believe uh, I can't believe um, and they go by so fast. Yeah, you know, I mean, I consider myself a pretty good fan, and um, I, I miss some. I got to go back. Oh my god, what, what yeah. do you say? That's yeah. hilarious. You know, it's so good. Yep. Good stuff. So that's, I mean, that that's that's what we got. Um, listen, <laughs> I, I'm sure um, if Dave's gone, you're all gone. But listen, let us know how we're doing. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We also have a Twitter um, where you can tweet and tweet your own uh, Next Gen Season 8 plots if you want. That would be a lot of mm. fun. Let us know what you thought of the pod. Tweet us at um, STWARP10. That's at STWARP10. Let us know how we're doing, man. We, we, we're having so much fun doing this. Um, we hope we didn't uh, laugh you out of this pod, but uh, this had to be done. Uh, I can't imagine there be as much laughing next week. <laughs> what do you think when we uh, <laughs> when we hit you with whatever we hit you with? To be quite honest, we haven't come up with something, but uh, this has really taken all of our all of our, uh, <laughs> our brain power <laughs> yeah, in, not, our, in the best possible way. Um, all of our humor energy yeah, is just yeah, gone. Yeah. It's uh, it's gone. So, so uh, so that was that was a good run we had. This podcast is over. <laughs> That's it. That's it. See you guys on the twenty fourth. Yep. Bye. Bye.